0: the Ruby on Rails podcast. I'm Jeffrey Grossenbach. Very special show today with Yukihiro Matsumoto Mats, the creator, author, architect of Ruby. He was kind enough to wake up from his nap after RubyConf Denver a few weeks ago to talk with me. Stephen Monday, my friend out there in Osaka, Japan, translated this. He's an expert at search engine optimization. If you need any of that kind of work done, contact me at boss at topfunky.com and I'll give you Stephen Monday's info. If I sound like a giddy fan parts of this interview, it's because I am. So it's the Ruby on Rails podcast here in Denver, Colorado with Matsumoto-san. So several people, when I told them I was possibly going to talk to you, said, hey, here's some things we would like to ask Matt. So Mm -hmm. I'd like to start with that. One, they said, what do you do for non-technical hobbies when you're not programming Ruby or or working on computers? What kind of things do you like to do for fun?
1: Mm -hmm. I used to read uh Read the book and watch uh, watch the movie a lot. Uh, though, but i right now. I'm too busy to, to have no technical hobby. Okay, I spend most of my time programming or the raising my kids and spend time with my family. And so,
0: your family is is a big part of your hobby. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, for many people, who have families it takes a lot of time. It does. <laughs> Another thing that people wanted to know is why did you start the project to write Ruby at all? Most people have to know very a lot about computer science before they would even think about writing their own programming language. Why did you want to start the project to write Ruby? Mm.
1: Yeah. Simple question, uh, simple answer is the just I just wanted the, the longer the, the answer is a little bit complicated so that I started answering Japanese. Okay. I first
2: started doing stuff with computers when I was in junior high school and then when I was a senior high student I didn't have very much time but I started getting interested in programming languages and I thought that at some point I would love to be able to write one myself I started with BASIC and then graduated through Pascal and LISP, but I really felt like I wanted something that was mine and uh, fitted better with me. The fact of it is, though, that it it may be fun to think about programming languages. Actually making one is a much more difficult proposition. So anyway, I, I went off to college and then joined a research group. Now my research group was focused mainly on compilers and we weren't really doing anything in terms of designing programming languages. I guess there really aren't any research teams anywhere in the world that are really focused on this. Anyway, I had a, a basic knowledge about how to put together a compiler. I just didn't have any opportunities to really look into how I should go about designing a programming language. Well, I graduated, and I got my first job. And I was talking to Keiji, a colleague of mine, and he said that Perl was really convenient. Well, that's what he said. But anyway, I thought it was not that great, it wasn't clear, and I really wanted something better. So I got on the internet and I found Python. And it was okay, but I still wanted something better. So I decided that this was a great opportunity, so I got down to work and this was the beginning of Ruby. When I was wondering about what to call it, well, Cage's birthstone is Ruby. I just mentioned his role in the history of Ruby. And so I took his birthstone, and I called the language Ruby. So that's how it all started. Sorry, this has turned into such a long answer.
0: Takashi-san told us a little bit about the history of Ruby, and I'm wondering, was Ruby the first language that you started to write, or did you work on it? writing other compilers before
1: you wrote Ruby.
2: I sat down and counted the other day, and Ruby was the 11th language I tried to write. But then out of those, about four of them only had names. About three of them didn't work at all. You know, I would write about 100 lines of program code and then get bored with them. Uh, then the rest of them were really just experiments. Ruby is the only one that really worked, so I guess that makes Ruby the first one. But it was one out of eleven attempts, so there are another ten I had to go out I had to go at, but then those ones I gave up on.
0: Writing the Ruby interpreter means you spend a lot of time working with the ac compiler or C. What projects do you work on that are written in Ruby?
1: Psyching. <laughs> Recently,
2: I have been getting a whole bunch of emails, including spam, and then I would come along and sort them out. Uh, this one goes in my Ruby Talk folder, this one goes in my family folder, you know, whatever. Now, when you start to get a thousand emails every day, then whatever folder you put them in, it, it doesn't really matter because when you want to find an email that was sent to you, say, three years ago, and you find out your Ruby Talk folder has tens of thousands of emails in it, then you've really reached the limitations of this kind of system. Well, in that case, why not stop trying to categorize emails as they come in and instead use a search function to find the email you want? So, anyway, two years ago, I made my own mail reader. The front end is Emacs, and the back end is written in Ruby. Uh, how many lines of code is it? Uh, the most recent one is the longest. Uh, uh, the
1: 1927 one thousand one lines of Ruby code as a back end by reader. Okay. Yeah, this is the yeah, biggest in recent years. Unicode
0: has been a big issue. Many people think that Ruby really needs strong Unicode code support, and I believe even just this last week it was mentioned that Ruby 1.9 would have some more support for getting the length of strings and uh, characters and that things to, to work with Ruby with Unicode. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it's important for Ruby to have Unicode support now where it hasn't been, you, you haven't felt that it was a, a huge priority in the mm-hmm. past.
1: So, this is an important issue so that I answered answer in Japanese. Okay. Okay. Well,
2: as it stands now, uh, the current version of Ruby can manipulate a string of characters in UTF-8 and can manipulate strings of UTF-8 characters at the individual character level using regular expressions. And as a matter of fact, we have been using multibyte encoding methods such as uh, Unicode, and before that EUC and Shift-JIS for a long time, and by a long time, I mean over 10 years. So, in a sense, we have just started using Unicode recently, but for us Japanese programmers who have years of experience in using multibyte encoding, the Unicode support may not be perfect, but it is up to the job. As a result, I am not really sure why people are saying that even more Unicode support is necessary. Will you have any problems if you use a combination of byte-level string class and regular Unicode expressions? Well, I really don't see that you should. I think the current level of support is sufficient. But I can see there is an argument that the idea of manipulating strings of characters at the byte-level rather than the character level is a little unusual. And to be honest, is different to how it's done in other languages. So there's uh, Python, Perl and a whole load of other languages that work with Unicode characters. But then there is Ruby that's out on its own, working with Unicode at the byte level rather than at the character level. And Maybe there are programmers who are really not into that. So our major objective in introducing this um, M17N feature is to satisfy these people, so that we can say, hey, uh, Ruby does support Unicode. Of course, a a knock-on effect will be to make Ruby more convenient as well. But our primary motivation is to be able to move Ruby into line with other languages uh, by being able to show that we also support Unicode. So it will be important in the sense that um, it will have an effect in helping us to promote Ruby.
0: So many Ruby Ruby interpreters are in development right now, JRuby. Rubinius, of course, YARV, and you've said at the conference that you support all of those implementations, and uh, you're very positive about those. Where do you see the role of of the official Ruby compared to the other ones? Do you think that mm-hmm. most people will continue just to use the the official Ruby?
1: Think of it C the beer world C from the preprocessor named Seafront but no one used that in these days but his position as a language designer has been has not been changed yes so I very respect him and uh, if I go this the state of the designer that will be okay for me and uh, talking about the alternative the interpreters we have to split them into two because and Yafh and the others, just because, the YALF the Yoff is targeting the one point nine. The, the range I am designing, the changing a lot. So, and the Rubinius and the JRuby and Ruby Schiller, others are targeting on one point eight. So, that's that's a little bit different. Just yep. because you know, when the, the me and Koichi who is who is behind the the YALF development were seeking a moving target yes yeah actually I move the target <laughs> he's throwing the my, my target and uh, it's kind of sorry for him I feel kind of sorry for him though <laughs> the others working on 1.8 is good things I think because you know it's it's just too too difficult to chase the moving target. In any, in, in any case, I just need to work on some kind of actual implementation to prove my ideas is good and bad or, or to do some experiment for design a new language. One nine will be the testbed for my my experiments.
0: I've heard some conversations with people who say, "Wow, Matz has worked so hard on on Ruby so far and and you've done so much of the the coding along with the team what maybe are there a hundred fo 40 committers uh, contributors to to Ruby and at this point it seems that maybe you're uh, looking for the the knowledge and the, and the wisdom of other people like koichi to mm-hmm. to work on the implementation and, and that you will be more of the driver of the ideas the design mm-hmm. Uh, is that so? Is that where you see your role in the coming years that you will maybe do f- less and less coding on the actual interpreter and more of the design and the ideas?
1: Mm-hmm. Right, uh, that's too bad. So I like progr- I like programming, though that, but I'm not effective in uh, the, the huge project like the rewriting VM from scratch. Yep. so. It's it's getting st- the, the getting late and late to st- start project. So Koichi told me, so sh- shall I do it for, for you? Then I said, if you do that, that's okay for me. Even though gonna be take my part and fun from my part, but it's not that bad to be late or uh, not not appearing forever (laughs) one more question
0: in your keynote address you mentioned that it would be great to have more of a a way for the community to communicate and that what we need is is some kind of a website that would be hooked into Mm -hmm. a mailing list and people can propose ideas and these can be organized and and you can comment and the community can comment on, on different features of, of Ruby. Who do you imagine will build that application? Will it be the, the core Ruby team or will it, should people just start proposals for how that application should be built or should we use an existing software like Track or, or other software? So who, who will build this new application you mentioned for the
1: Community to have mm. a dialogue about mm. the features of Ruby. Mm. Okay, This is an important question so that I answer to, to avoid uh,
2: misunderstanding. Okay. Mm. Well, first of all, uh, the upshot of an email conversation I had with David Allen Black yesterday evening uh, was that although RC archive is okay. Uh, It only has about half the features that I would want it to have, so it has not really reached the level of maturity yet. For example, David says he would like to add the ability to be able to have a mailing list to discuss each proposal. So since David has put forward this idea, what I would like us to try first is taking uh, RC Archive to the next level by making this new system. Now, if this doesn't go well, or if it never gets off the ground, there are other people who have said that they would like to help. Uh, but for the moment, I want to let David have a, have a stab at it and see how things pan out.
0: Well, thank you for taking some time to mm-hmm. speak with me. I just want to thank you personally. My job every day is, is programming on Ruby, and mm-hmm. it makes me very happy. So thank you for, for making my life... Better and get to enjoy it with Ruby. You're welcome, and be happy. All right. Check out my other project peep code screencasts, RJS templates, TextMate, Restful Rails, a new one on test first development, nine bucks a piece. If your user group wants to watch a peep code screencast got a special deal for you. I'll give you one free to watch, one to give away, and a free Peep Code t-shirt. So if you are interested, send me an email at peepcode at topfunky.com.
1: Inside the internet, they looked all around.